Engaging presentations on the most urgent problem of our day and what you can do about it. Now, the End Abortion Podcast by Priests for Life. Brothers and sisters, it's so good to be with you to pray on this Lord's Day. Pro-Life Leader Frank Pavone here of Priests for Life. And thank you. Let's share this video and bring other people in for our Sunday morning congregation here. And we are going to uh, look at the scriptures. I just want to look at one of the readings of today and share with you some pro-life reflections as we always do. So thanks for uh, always joining me. Feel free to Leave your prayer intentions in the comments so that we can all pray for one another. And let's put ourselves in the presence of the Lord on this day that he has made. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. This is the day the Lord has made. We rejoice and are glad in it, O God. Because you've conquered death in Jesus Christ. We remember his resurrection. We celebrate his resurrection. Not simply as an event in the past but as a victory in the present, as a promise for the future, as the sure path that we are on, having been baptized in him, we have already died and risen with him, and that victory will play itself out in our physical death and physical resurrection at the end of time. And so we rejoice in the victory of life. Lord God, we belong to you. Both in life and in death, we belong to you. No human being can be our master subjugator we belong to you or every life born and unborn belongs to you enable us to learn that message today from the scriptures and enable us to understand how liberating it is it is indeed at the source of our freedom bless us now as we delve into your word we pray through christ our lord amen okay a reading from the letter of saint paul to the romans Brothers and sisters, none of us lives for oneself, and none dies for oneself. For if we live, we live for the Lord, and if we die, we die for the Lord. So then, whether we live or die, we are the Lord's. For this is why Christ died and came to life, that he might be Lord both of the dead and of the living. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So in another somewhat easier uh, translation, none of us lives as his own master, none of us dies as his own master. While we live, we are responsible to the Lord. When we die, we die as his servants. Both in life and death, we are the Lord's. This is a key teaching for a culture of life. We do not belong to ourselves. You've heard me quote, the interview from years ago of a late-term abortionist, James McMahon, who said, yeah, I know it's a child that I'm killing, but my question is, who owns the child? It's got to be the mother. No. According to the Word of God, and in line with our Christian faith, a mother does not own a child. A slave is not owned by a master. No government owns a human being. No corporation, no medical professional, nobody owns a person. And it's part of the definition of a person. 
is that you are not a means to an end or a possession of, of someone. You are by definition equal in dignity to every other person. The only one who owns us and the only one who has power over our life or death, the only one ultimately to whom we can say we belong and have the duty of absolute obedience is God. And Paul makes that clear here. Not only because of God's dominion as God, by definition, he owns us. His rights as the creator, but, but, but Paul brings it deeper than that. It's not only by creation, it's by redemption. It's by what he did in Christ Jesus. And we are his thanks to that death and resurrection by which he reclaimed us from the kingdom of darkness, brought us into the kingdom of light. So James McMahon, who owns the child, this idea that one person can own another and that therefore people are not equal to one another really is at the basis of abortion. It's also at the basis of something that Dr. Bernard Nathanson, who launched the abortion industry in America, warned about back in the 1980s. He was giving talks calling, called the bioethical challenges of the 1990s. And he was talking about things that we, we were like, we were like mesmerized. He said, oh, things like stem cells and genetic engineering are going to become the topics of headlines, and we could hardly believe it, but lo and behold, we've gotten used to that now. But what we see also, he told a story that, that this passage about only God is our master in life and death, it made me recall. He was talking about the various uh, methods of uh, of assisting reproduction. Now, there's certain things you can do morally to assist somebody to have a child. There are other things that cross the line between assisting and replacing natural procreation. Where exactly those lines are would be the subject of another conversation. But Dr. Nathanson told a story of a couple that was infertile. And so they decided to use artificial insemination. So they had to get a donor egg from one woman, a donor sperm from one man, and they did that. And these uh, gametes were, were artificially combined. New life was conceived and implanted in yet another person, a woman who volunteered to be the gestational mother. And finally, the child was brought to birth and given to the original adopting couple. Then, so Dr. Nathanson pointed out, who are the parents of this child? Ultimately, in a sense, this, this child had eight parents. The couple, uh, the couple who, in the end, the couple who originated the whole process and in the end adopted the child, the egg donor and her husband, the sperm donor and his wife, the gestational mother and her husband, it's eight people. Ultimately, ironically, the couple that initiated the whole process ended up splitting up 
and the child became a ward of the state. This is the absurd dead end that you come to when you pretend to be master over life and death. Just because we know biologically how a new human life arises doesn't mean that we have the moral freedom to do all of this in the way, in the way that we see unfolding. We have in our country over a million frozen people. Over a million people right now in the earliest stages of their development, the embryonic stage, are frozen. Friends, they're human lives. They are human persons. And they're frozen. And we've had on this program Hannah Strage, the first human being to have been brought to birth, a healthy birth and is living a healthy, normal life, who had been frozen before. So it is possible to adopt, to thaw, adopt, gestate, and bring to birth such children. But Hannah lived two years before her journey through the womb. And, and this, these are things that are hard to, to think about, but you know, you end up in these moral dead ends of saying, well, what do we do with all these frozen people? We can't kill them, um, but what, what do we do with them? It, it, it's, it's a question that is so difficult to answer because it's a path we should not have gone down to in the first place, and we won't go down these paths if we take to heart the meaning of the reading of today. We are not our own masters, either in life or in death. We belong to the Lord. We trust Him. We follow His law. We engage in the natural process of reproduction that He has given us. And we respect life, starting from the very beginning, as a person who belongs to Him likewise. Let's pray. Lord, You are indeed the Lord of both the living and the dead. May this awareness, Lord, that only you own us, give us the strength to build a culture of life, to reject both the notion that we can discard the gift of life by abortion, and to reject the notion that we can fabricate or demand that gift by modern reproductive technologies that do not, do not help, but rather replace natural procreation. Thank you, Lord God, for the opportunity to defend life each day. We ask you to answer the prayers that have been put forward by our viewers and those that remain in the silence of their hearts. Meet all our needs, Lord God, and let us live this day in the joyful observance of your commandments in a culture of life. And we now pray as Jesus taught us, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever, amen. Let's pray to our heavenly mother. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. 
Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Thanks very much, friends, for joining me for this brief time of prayer and scripture reflection. Have a great Lord's Day. Let others know about these broadcasts, and we will talk to you soon. This has been the End Abortion Podcast. To learn more, to help end abortion, and to connect with us on social media, visit endabortion.net.